What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to the PPC Den Podcast, your home for all the tips, tricks, and strategies you need to make Amazon advertising a little bit easier and a little bit more profitable. Uh, for over 200 plus episodes, we've talked about Amazon advertising, so there's a ton of content. Uh, be sure to go to the link in the description below where you can get a breakdown of all the episodes that we've covered, all the tasks associated with them, any bonuses that we've made along the way, organized by category, structured from beginner, intermediate to advanced. Check it out. It's a great resource, completely free. Uh, today on the show, I'm super stoked because we have back on the show Mansoor from Incrementum Digital. Uh, Mansoor is one of the good ones in the industry. I really liked getting to know him over the last six months, and I continue to enjoy to get to know him. We break down the Category Insights Report, uh, which is a new-ish report from Amazon. We, we break down every piece of it, help, un help you understand it. We talk about how we're going to change up our systems, our favorite parts about it, uh, using all of this first-party data so we can better understand our industry and better understand the things that our customers are looking for so that we can edit our copy and produce new products that are going to be with instant demand. It's a good one. Have a good one, and I'll see you inside the Badger Den. I've launched campaigns and picked keywords. I've got my bits, set placements too. Now bad mistakes. What's going on, Mansur? Welcome to the PPC Den Podcast. It is great to have you back. It's great to be back and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. This is actually my first podcast recorded in the new year. It's a big oh, honor. It's a big so deal. that's a big honor to be the first of 2023. Well, kicking, off, kicking things off right, just remind me again, where are you based in the world? Uh, I'm in Toronto, Canada. Toronto. Great spot. We, we, we say Toronto, like so. There's no T at the end. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Toronto. Yeah, sometimes I, I tell people I'm in Toronto, like, Toronto, where is Toronto? <laughs> <laughs> Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. Toronto. And it's so great having you back on the show. Um, you know, we talked about the search query performance dashboard maybe six months ago or so. Uh, and we did this really cool four-person episode and then I'm so excited that uh, Badger Nation gets you all to ourselves today. Uh, uh, and we're going to be talking about another tool uh, inside Amazon that's relatively new that uh, I think is super helpful. And we were talking before we hit the record button that you actually think, and I agree so much with the sentiment, but you almost feel like the arrival of first-party data 
almost changes the way that you can kind of think about and process PPC results. Uh, do you want to give your perspective on that? One thing, actually, as I mentioned, is that it happens that if the usually the brands, the way they check their growth on Amazon is that they check their revenue. What was my revenue last month compared to my revenue this month? So if there's a decline, they feel like they are missing, something is not working. And mm -hmm. of course, the first one that they point at is a PPC. Mm -hmm. But the way they are looking at this is wrong because we have to look at the market share, not if you're revenue is going higher or declining, then what is important is what is your market share. Of course, we have a category insights, we have what is happening, your organic ranking, there are all those criteria. But what is even more important is that what happened for the demand? That is what they are missing. They are not following the demand and they are just waiting to see increase in sales month over month. But you have to see if the market share, if the demand decreased 10% compared to previous months, at least you have to expect 10% decrease in your revenue. So you shouldn't mm -hmm. think that, oh, I'm behind because I lost revenue. So that market share and understanding how the demand impacts your revenue and how to measure your growth is really important that we see these uh, argu arguments sometimes with some clients and you have to explain them that, we have to look at, we have to look at and see what's happening there. Yeah, because you can flip that too. Uh, you can flip it. Imagine I'm a nefarious Amazon marketer. Call me Nefarious Nelly. And let's say the advertising account grows by 10%. Like, oh, like we had a thousand orders. Now we have 1,100 orders. Isn't that great, dear client? Not putting that into context, maybe the entire market, maybe the category grew 40%. Maybe we're like going to peak season and everybody went up 40%. That's 40% more search demand. We only went up 10%. Nefarious Nelly pitches this and spins this as like, oh, like look how much we're growing. Actually, your market share just got smaller. Everybody, the market went up 40%. You only went up 10%. And that kind of context is more and more important today than probably it ever was in sort of the last like five years of Amazon advertising as there is an, any kind of economic crunch, right? Uh, or I, I don't know if we are, I don't know if we're legally allowed to say the, the R word recession or not. Uh, I, I don't know. But like, mm -hmm. if there is a decrease in search demand, you want, you should include that in your analysis of PPC analysis. That, that is a great point, actually. We have this, this discussion with our managers a lot that don't uh, try to prejudge something. If you are doing a test, if something happened, if you are seeing increase, decrease in sales, don't get to the conclusion, draw conclusion that, oh, I did this, sales decrease, or I did this, mm -hmm. sales decrease. There are many factors that is they are impacting your revenue, PPC first, put all those factors, check all the factors. And the most important one is that what happened to demand? If you are not looking at demand, as Michael, you mentioned, well, maybe your sales went up 20%, but the market went up 40%. So you are behind. You can't make any conclusion just 
by looking at how much your sales going up or down without implementing that factor of the demand. Yeah, you know, I think to be a good PPCer, you have to be a good detective. Like you need to have this mindset like after you do something, any of any time frame of analysis, if, if it's a month, three months, year over year, whatever you're looking at, there needs to be a question, there needs to be a moment where you say, why are the numbers this way? And then you need to begin exploring. Like, did search demand go up? Did it go down? Are there more competitors this month than there were last month? Did people change their average selling price? And I, you know, didn't. You know, uh, all of these factors, a great masterful Amazon advertiser like does that it does that inspection point and that's actually an amazing segue into what we were talk what we're going to talk about today because we have another tool to piece together that story and before we get into it, it it's part of a larger trend happening for Amazon marketers specifically tools that Amazon themselves is releasing for first party market analysis. And it's amazing because for the longest, for too long, there was only third-party analysis. There was only sort of third-party tools, which either scraped Amazon or in some way tried to collect market analysis to tell you like who's the biggest seller, or like what the most popular keywords are. And slowly but surely over the last 12-ish months, I, can you think of a first-party Amazon market tool that, that existed for more than a year? Um, I feel like Product Opportunity Explorer, product, Search, Query Perfor- Search Query Performance, those all came out. In 2022, Brand I Brand Analytics. Yeah, Brand Analytics. Analytics too. Yes. Yeah. That gave us a little bit, but only the, to- only the top ones. Uh, so we, so like... Well, this- uh, Mark, just a side note. Actually, we had yeah. a... Uh, uh, we had a call kind of webinar with a group facebook group that i talked for an hour just about brand analytics that we had access before not search query performance yeah because i think that's another underrated tool just brand analytics inside in terms of how it can help you with keyword research how it can help you with defining what to advertise if you have a long uh, large catalog, what products to put yeah. in your headline ads. And there are so many nuggets there that I feel like people are not taking advantage of. Yes. So, and help you better put your PPC results into context. So I think like if anything else, if if no one takes anything away from this episode, like use the first party data tools. And when we say first party, meaning it comes directly from Amazon, use the data tools that Amazon has available. We're going to, in a second, share screens and sort of look through it. So wherever you're watching this, it probably has a video feed too. And you can check this out along with us. So it's part of a larger trend, Amazon giving us more data to play with so that we as Amazon marketers and Amazon brand owners, uh, entrepreneurs can better decipher what's going on. Uh, Like why are things moving the way that they're moving? Oh, it's because of this. And then what do I do because of it? So without further ado, Mansoor, so here we have the category insight. Uh, it is under the growth tab. You can find it under market product guidance. Yes. And, Seller central yeah. growth. And then it's called, uh, yeah, exactly what you said. Market yes, market product pro- guidance. Yeah. And just keep that in mind when you come to this uh, dashboard, there are a few tabs on the top. Then last tab is market, the category insight. 
We'll link to it in the description too, so you can just click on it and it'll open up in your Seller Central too. Already, so when you first get here, you're sort of greeted with actually a couple different ways to begin to interact with this Category Insights page. You can either begin to apply some filters in these radio buttons and start clicking around, or you can search categories and keywords, which is really interesting. Uh, let's start by doing both. Let's start by doing the, the um, yeah, let's, let's start with the radio button options over here. Yes. So from starting from the store name, we have at the moment, I see just four marketplaces, Germany, United States, United Kingdom, and Japan. I hope we will see this for other marketplaces, especially in Canada that I am as well. So I'm going to just choose United States. Then the next uh, tab is the category. So we can choose home, closing all the categories that exist on Amazon. Let's go to my favorite one for now. At the moment, I'm going to go for uh, health if I can find it. It's a new year. Everyone's trying to get healthy. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So, I think you just brought up a good point, uh, which is like these are scrollable things, which makes it. Mm. We'll we'll do we'll see what the search box does in a second, but yeah, yes. you have to scroll and find what you're looking for. And then we have the category. There is one. The next filter is product type that goes one step uh, deeper into subcategory. So in this case, I'm going to choose uh herbal supplement you have medication here we have vitamins all the sub niches of that category and finally we can even go one step further and choose item type keywords we have here mushroom herbal supplement elderberry fruit extract and all the subcategories niches under that subcategory one good point here mike uh, michael actually is that these horizontal bar, it is, it is great. It is an indication. If you don't see the video, there's a horizontal bar next to every selection that you have. And that horizontal bar shows you relatively how high the demand for that uh, selection is compared to other selections. Here, as you can see, the highest is mushroom herbal supplement and the lowest as you go down, it shows you all the demand sorted by the demand of the market. Yeah, and, and it's actually interesting. Every single selection that you made, Germany, United States, UK, and Japan, had the demand bars. Cat yes. And then every category had the demand bars. So I can see home is the biggest, then clothing, then home improvement, so on and so forth. And then every product type, demand bars, item keywords, demand bars. So I would, and they say that this is just simply demand. Uh, their definition of it is that they consider 300 plus demand factors, such as units sold potential, glance views, search to purchase ratio, which is conversion rate. Uh, those kinds of things is what they're basing this demand figure off of. You know, it's kind of weird to have a sort of blended metric like this without showing us what makes up the metric. And it's also a little frustrating to not quantify it. Like if they could, they make the top one a hundred and then sort of scale it down that way. I don't, I can't tell if this is a logarithmic scale, like is, is the top one on here, mushroom herbal supplements. How much more is that over fruit extracts, which is one of the bottom ones here. So it's like how much more 
like the scale is a little hard to tell. I wish there was a number. I wish maybe I could filter by figure. So like maybe maybe one drop down I can get conversion rate per keyword category, like average conversion rate per keyword. Uh, yeah, Maybe at the I moment, it's get, just a directional yeah. mm -hmm. things, right? To tell you that Still this useful. is more than that. That is all like, you yeah, can't yeah. get, you can't I always get want more. more. Uh, I know, more. Y'all is. <laughs> <laughs> so this is how you can filter by uh, mm -hmm. these uh, types. Otherwise you can search a keyword as well for the same thing. Let's say I'm searching for ankle brace, then in this, uh, uh, I, I see this drop list of all the categories that there is somehow related to ankle brace, right? And you could go choose what is uh, the uh, subcategory that you exactly want. For instance, the ankle brace, the product is under health. This is exact subcategory of that. But the other ones are maybe somehow related and it happens a lot like for toys, if you look, you can see many categories here. You have to go over these uh, options and see which one is the most related to what you are looking for. Yeah, my take, and I'm curious if you agree, but my take here is when you approach this area, select the country because people are very country focused, right? If you're selling in the US, you probably would not want Germany selected. Uh, maybe if you were expanding to Germany, that would be very interesting. But after doing that, I feel like the next move to make is to go right to the search box and type in a keyword or a category that you're looking for. That way you don't have to scroll and search for it in the yes. scroll bar. Yeah. hundred percent. I agree. Mm -hmm. it's the, that's the easiest way. Yeah. So take us down to the next area. We start to have some graphs over here. So it starts getting exciting here that yeah. now we have the demand. There are two graphs here. The first uh, graph shows you the unit sold of the niche that you have selected. And interestingly, we have different time periods, 30 days, six months, and 12 months. So it shows you exactly what has been the demand, the unit sold. Then you can see the numbers. There is a range, but you don't have it an exact number for the unit sold, you could see the trend and kind of an estimation of what is happening for these time periods. Next to the unit sold, there is another graph for glance views. The glance views is the same as page visits. So you see the trend of page visits for all these three time periods as well. And yeah. Some interesting takeaways. I, I think you were about to say that there, you also have a toggle here to compare year over year. Yes. Uh, out of curiosity, go ahead and press that for our mushrooms, herbal supplements category that we're in. Uh, yeah, so you can see that, you can see the trend. Uh, you can obviously see that uh, it's actually kind of funny. Uh, they're not labeled, so you have to pay attention to what the color was. Actually, uh, it is labeled right here in the middle. Oh, there it is. Uh, so I'm on a smaller screen. It is not, I do not have the key. There's no key on my smaller screen. Uh, yeah. It, 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 actually, I don't have it at all. I just expanded you don't? it. No. Interesting. That's pretty interesting. Oh, okay. Well, 
Uh, no, I, yes, see, you... I see they do constant changes <laughs> yeah. on this. Maybe you are still in the old version. <laughs> but yes, they do have a compare feature where you can see if the market is growing. And like, this is a perfect example too of like, let's say, so this is a good example. Uh, on your screen, you can see that units sold from August to September, it jumped up a lot last year. And that'd be so useful if you're doing analysis in October, measuring your September results. Okay. Okay. We're moving along and you're expecting this gigantic leap in September because last year you had a gigantic leap in September, but actually as you look at this, it'll tell you, oh, hey, there actually was not a big of a leap uh, month to month as there was in the previous year. So like last year, you might have seen a 40% jump. This year, you saw maybe only a 20% jump. How does that compare to the overall amount of units sold? It's like this gives you amazing context. So it allows you to really craft. Uh, granted, it allows you to do great retrospectives on like how how are we performing over time relative to the market. So right away, we're getting analysis here that we can use to you know, make adjustments, make decisions about how things are progressing. Yes, that, that, that's right. And also here's another example, right? In May, in June, let's just look at one year for mm -hmm. 12 months. In uh, the here, the, for the 2022, mm -hmm. in June, the demand went up, right? More units sold. In July, the demand went back down. Now, if you are checking your growth, in June, you see more sales. You're expecting, okay, I had a great growth. In July, I want to see the same increase in sales. But in reality, if you don't see that, you are going to think that you did something wrong or there's something wrong with your PPC or your listing. But in reality, the demand went down, so you will see decreasing sales. I feel like mostly people think it is just about seasonal product, but you see how we have this fluctuation for every market. It goes up and down. You can see that in the glance views as well. So your sales will go up and down. This, was, this is the exact situation that we were talking about, how you have to measure your growth. It is the market share, not the absolute number of revenue going up or, up or down. Big time. And and granted, we're a little, we have sort of one hand tied behind our back with a lot of these first party tools. Like uh, this chart doesn't exactly tell you the percent change from each month. So like, it'd be really nice to know like, well, what was the percent dip from June to July? That way I can compare it against my dip. Cause I'd love to know, and you kind of eyeball it. I don't know. That kind of looks like maybe a 15% dip from June to July. Well, something uh, interesting, the... Michael, there yeah. is some type of softwares that some of them are free. You can mm -hmm. overlay the, give the graph and define what is minimum, what is maximum mm. of your Y axis, uh, what is yeah. your X axis. You put the uh, number uh, points for every line on the graph and few, few of them, right? Because it's a straight line. You're going to get it if you really need to get that. Right. You could, you could calculate that. But oh, this is like a, like a Chrome, like a third party Chrome extension, not even related to Amazon space. No, this it's like not a, a it's, chart and analyzer. Oh, this is great. Do you remember? I have to look it up. I'll let you know if you want to link. Yeah. If you want to uh, yeah, yeah. link. Cause, so that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, like using it as a relative tool is probably the easiest and fastest way, right? Of just like, did market go up? Did market go down? Uh, it can really help add context to your year over year. And month, I think this analysis. arrow here probably means that the 2022, there, uh, there was a growth. I don't know. There is not much uh, yeah. explanation here. There is a green arrow thing there. That yeah. So, so already we're seeing some sort of SOPs emerge and some modifications to your existing systems. It's like, oh, periodically uh, you can go to this report and basically just see how your industry is progressing. It does appear that there's a little bit of a data delay uh, when you look at the 12 month view, because I don't see November 2022 in here. Uh, but if you go to the th last 30 days, uh, well, there was oh, a glitch. Good that we talked about this. When yeah. you turn on that compare year over year, it's just showing you for 12 months. Even if you yeah. change the date, 30 days, six months, as if you are seeing, it's not changing. If you turn <laughs> off compare year over year, now you can see 30 days. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it seems like it's still like November, early December. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so it's, 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 it is up to date. It is pretty good, pretty fresh. So you can use this as part of sort of a monthly, monthly review of just like, how is the market progressing? Can I overlay my data? Can I compare it to this data to give you some good context? And I almost like, if nothing else, you can use it as a qualitative indicator of just like, how did we compare against the overall market? Thumbs up, thumbs down, two thumbs up, two thumbs down, you know, some, some degree of that. And then you can begin to ask more questions like, what can we do to pace faster than the industry? Or what can we do to buffer against the industry? Um, for, for us, pretty much, as soon as we see a decline for any product, the first thing we always mm. check is first, let's see what happened to the trend. It might be yeah. the trend. If it is a trend, then probably you don't need to do more investigation. The trend went down. So a few places that we right away go, for to do the investigation, product opportunity explorer, category insight. You could also like, look at search quality performance to see what is happening with sales volume. If there's a decline, then you, you have your answer. If not, now you need to do more investigation in the market, competitors, your product, pricing, and PPC as well. Yeah. Very cool. So as we scroll down a little bit further, we've got some more metrics. We've got search to purchase ratio. Uh, we've got return ratio. So search, and we've got a couple other things here. So search to purchase is actually right next to conversion rate per price range. Um, you know, having different names for similar things with slightly different definitions, you know, wouldn't be atypical here for Amazon. But yeah, if we have search to purchase ratio, which Amazon defines as the number of ASINs purchased versus the number of ASINs appeared in search for the selected browse node. So this is not conversion, conversion rate. rate. No. Yeah, this is search to purchase. Uh, this is almost like conversion rate based on impressions of the product, kind of. Yeah, and if you go to, for instance, fashion products, design-related product, this percentage will be higher because people browsing more, so they are purchasing more ASINs that purchase ASIN, number of purchase ASINs to number of ASINs that appear 
probably it's going to be higher than right now for this is 1.64%, but that number for fashion related, design related would be much higher. Yeah. Uh, I think the chart that's right next to it, I really enjoy a lot, which is conversion rate per price range. And this one is defined a little bit better. This is view order conversion rates in different price ranges. So uh, I don't know why I said view order. I just mean like view the order conversion rates in different price ranges. Uh, so this one's great. This shows you a breakdown of some price buckets under 25, what the conversion rate was for those products. 25 to 50, what the conversion rate was for those products, all the way up to the bucket 200 and above. Uh, I love this. I'm sure you get into conversations uh, where it's like the price optimization can really change things. And you can see here, granted, it's not as, you know, 25 to 50 is a huge range. 50 to 100 is a huge range. Uh, so this helps you sort of do some ballparking here about like, oh, the average conversion rate for a product in this price range should be around blank. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I, I would say just you shouldn't uh, make this mistake of saying, oh, the conversion rate should be this. No, this is really specific. It says for, for instance, for 25 to $50, the products that was, they were viewed between this price range and order that got purchased. So it is different from what we know from conversion rate for our product, which is average of the whole category. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then the last sort, uh, there's two more here. Uh, return ratio. Uh, that one's pretty straightforward, uh, how often things are getting returned, and then the reason for returns. Um, so what do you make of this sort of entire row? We have search purchase ratio, conversion rate per price range, return ratio, reason for returns. Um, what are your What are your takeaways here? How is this changing uh, how you approach things? I, I would say this is mostly for if you are doing a product development, this is going to be really helpful, and or optimization as you mentioned for price because. If you are pretty close in terms of your price, for instance, uh, you see you are between 25 to 50 and you see under 25 have, there is a drastic increase in conversion rate. So maybe it makes sense for you to try and lower your price to see if you can see better results. So it can help you with optimization. The return ratio here, I, I, I talk mostly about this that this has a few uh, factors and few ways you can use it. One is that if you are uh, looking for a new product, you have to look at this chart. You have to consider your return ratio. And if it is high, you have to implement it in your profit calculation. Because I have seen this issue for some categories and niches, the number could be between 10% to 20%. Wow. And Imagine 20% of your purchases are refunded. It could really have a high impact in your profit. Of course, not all the refunded products are not sellable. Some of them are sellable, but the point is you have to keep eyes on these numbers and to some extent, to some percentage, implement that in your profit calculation. And also re reason for returns, it could help you with optimizing your listing. But for these information, for uh, reviews and reason for returns, mm -hmm. I believe 
uh, product opportunity explorer gives it's you better, more yeah. insight. It is, yeah, there, there are more insights there. Big time, yeah. I mean, I think the conversion rate for price range is a really nice uh, level of analysis. I'd love it in tighter buckets, like if that was in groups of $5 instead of 25, 50, 100, and then mm -hmm. 200 and above. You know, I think in the example that you have and the example that I have pulled up on my end, it follows a pretty uniform thing of just like under 25, 25 to 50, uh, it's pretty high. Like in the, my example, it's 59% to 53%. And then it gets chopped in almost half down to 33%. And in your example, it gets chopped down about half. Uh, and then it gets chopped down a little bit more for 100 to 200. And then it gets chopped again in half to 200 and above, that's exactly the same pattern that I'm looking at mm -hmm. in my category. Um, so yeah, that's pretty interesting uh, just to see how conversion rate and price are so related, which is why price testing is such a valuable activity to do to add to your marketing activity stack. Uh, if we scroll down a little further, we've got offer and selection metrics. Uh, walk us through this and share any insight that you'd like so the first one is number of sellers that how many uh, sellers are in this category. And of course, it changes based on the uh, time period that you are uh, selecting. Number of new brands, it is great. Again, if you are doing research to launch a product, for instance, here is zero. So in actually, let's go to maybe to six months. Okay, six months period. Number of uh, sellers, if it is, it says more than 1,000. Seems like if there are more than 1,000 sellers, you are not going to get the exact number. Number of new brands here, there, was, there were 17 new brands launched in this category over six months, which is a high number. Number of total ASINs, 5.6 thousand. You get exact number of how many ASINs are being launched. Number of new ASINs, 469. It's a lot of ASINs being launched in this category. And then offer, my, my series started just out of nowhere talking to me. <laughs> offer per ASINs, uh, I think is so average number of offers per ASIN in the selected browse node. I, I'm not sure actually what this number could be. Do you have yeah. any idea? Uh, average number of offers. I almost wonder if that's um, because that you that number is extremely high, one hundred and eleven. Yeah, I, I wanted to say it's like for buy box and number of offers you have. That's exactly what I was eleven. Say. Yes, but one hundred and eleven seems massive. So yeah, that's actually a really strange number. Yes. Then we have a star rating that shows what is the split between four star, three star, two, and one. And finally, this is a good one, advertise spend, which shows average daily ad spend. The number is pretty low, 3.9, and it makes sense why it is low, because it is uh, averaging all the spend for 5.6K ASINs, right? all the ASINs in the category. So I'm hoping in the future, Amazon hopefully adds top top of the category average spend, median average spend, or 50% uh, of category average spend. If that happens, then all of a sudden you have a great gauge to measure how much the spend is for the uh, top category products. So I think for me, one of the big things that sticks out is the 
number of new ASINs launched uh, compared to the number of ASINs itself. I love that Amazon like really reminds people of like there are new ASINs being launched in this in any category. We have it in the product opportunity explorer. We have it here, and it's just sort of a little nudge that companies that grow on Amazon generally are releasing more new products over time. They're at, they're finding more ways to add value. They're variating to find pockets of opportunity in the in- industry that they're in. And I think I just like this nice reminder here. And it's actually pretty interesting because you can sort of see how many people are are moving, meaning I have a number of ASINs on yours, 5,600 compared to the number of new ASINs of 469, which I think is like uh, maybe 8%. So like you have 8% new ASINs compared to the overall number of ASINs. And funny enough, I'm in a different category. I'm in the light therapy products. Uh, and actually there were, if that number is 50%, there's about 50%. 2K new ASINs and I'm sorry, 2K total ASINs with 900 new ones. So it just sort of tells me as like, it's an indicator that like, oh, the competition is a little bit newer here. Like most of these ASINs are actually Launched yes, in the if, last you, if six you months. want, if you want to get into this category and this is the first product that you want to launch, it's a good indication of how competitive it is, how many new competitors entering to the market. So even you have the number of brands, so 469 products among from 17 and 17 brands, right? You you could see how much competition is here, how many more products being launched, and how competitive this category is becoming by looking at 30 days, six months, 12 months. It's a great indication of what is going on. Yeah, it's, it's cool. I, I like that. That's a cool feature. Uh, underneath that, we have features uh, and they're trying to suggest things by product popularity here. So yes, we have, uh, actually, I, I really like this that for instance, for mushroom herbal supplement, for futures, we have based on price, diet type, item form, and recommended use. On, are there, under price, it gives you the same segmentation as we had above, under 25, between 20, uh, under 24, 24 to 38, 38 to 78, and so on. For diet type, this is really good. And it kind of divides your product, your future. It says gluten-free, vegan, plant-based, vegetarian, and all the other types that there are other diet types that is for this product. For item form, we have powder, drop, tablet, gummy. So you can also, you have that horizontal bar here that shows you what is the demand. Again, that relative demand of the market for that type. And finally, recommended use is what is this product really helpful for? So I am doing research. I, I told you, Michael, I'm doing a research to launch a supplement brand in uh, Canada. Easily, I can come here and see, okay, this product, what is this good for? What is the use cases that people can use this product for? It's a great place to do my product research to get more information about the product that I'm thinking of. It's actually kind of crazy uh, on the example that we have pulled up. If you just wanted to build something that people are really looking for, that's like the highest demand, you can select, okay, I should price it 24 to 38 
uh, I should it should be gluten free. It should be in a capsule form, and it should support people's immune system. And then they actually have a button, download favorite features, which you can then like share with a friend kind of like you could share with somebody else from your team. It's like, hey, here's the quick spreadsheet of like all the things that we should do for our new product. It kind of just like tells you what to do. And if you wanted the first one and the second one, it would be immune support that helps your brain (laughs) that is also vegan that comes in either a capsule or a powder form. It's like, boom, you've just created something with all of the most desirable features for the for the niche that you're playing in yeah and um, you can e- easily can sh- uh, help you with how to develop your product even for your copy your creatives because you can see what is the highest recommended use what is the highest re- uh, use that people are looking for and in terms of the favorite you can select this uh, favorite feature whatever we search here this category it goes down here you can keep adding favorite features that you are selecting from different brands from uh, sorry from different categories selected here and then yes this download favorite feature will be enabled for you to download uh, the uh, favorite feature that you selected righty so we've given people the tour we've put some thought into how we uh, are going to be using some of these features um, so I think if nothing else, Everyone should go and like click around and play around. Uh, I think my my two favorite. I, I'm going to pick my top three features. Uh, I think my three favorite things are being able to see performance over time, like see that unit sold graph over time, see how it compares year over year. I like that. Uh, I really like the list of like features, like each feature, what is most popular, being able to just say like, oh, like the most popular way to consume my supplement is in a capsule or it's a powder. Like, let me think about creating something that people are already looking for. Uh, I like that component. And for my third one, ooh, I'm a little split between number of new ASINs. I'm going to go with conversion rate per price range. I like that because it just sort of clues me in of like, oh, like, am I baselining well? Like, am I sitting well? Am I like in a in a good spot here compared to my competitors who are priced similarly? So I think those are my top three things. Uh, I think the times that I would use it, personally, the thing that sticks out to me is probably like a monthly check of just like, let's look at our monthly performance. Let's put it into comparison for how the last 30 days went for the entire category. So same question for you. What are your top three favorite things here? And how do you think you'll be using this? I have the same order for the top two. So the trend, which is really helpful to understand what's going on in the market. And I love that you can compare year over year as well. Mm-hmm. The f- next one is the future. I am in love with that because it helps you understand not for just developing the product, even if you are a marketer, you don't know the product enough, easily just go there, see what is in the market. What is like for this one diet type? What is the recommended uses? It can give you a great idea how to target with your headline ads, with your creatives. Finally, actually, I would go for the number of new brands for me, because now I'm thinking about launching i will i guess that would give me more ideas conversion rate i love it but i i feel like sometimes it happens that conversion rate per price that 
you don't have much room there. You might not be in the range that you can change it, but it is great. If you are pretty close to that uh, threshold, it's like $1 change might help you to jump to another bucket with much higher conversion rate. Yeah. It's always magical when you can do that. Yes. Uh, so Mansoor, we've talked probably more about this report than anyone else has ever in the entire world. Uh, and you, dear listener, have listened to more content about this report than probably anyone else in the world. So we're way ahead of the curve here. Uh, and I think in general, anytime there's a new piece of data, a new report, a new tool, anything, there's always a first mover advantage. So I think by knowing that this exists and playing with it, uh, we're all a little bit better Amazon marketers. So thank you, uh, Mansoor, for coming on the show and talking about it. Um, Pleasure. I mentioned it in the introduction, Mansoor, you're, you work at Incrementum Digital. What is your official title? I am the director of Amazon Advertising Department. Love it. What do you do on a day-to-day? Day-to-day, uh, I would say first I'm in charge of uh, making sure we have all the training for our team leaders, for our managers. Anything new, pretty much I'm the person that digs into what is it and defines if there's anything that needs to be communicated with our managers and how to use it, defining the strategies. So those are day-to-day plus uh, having called with our team leaders, making sure everything is smooth. If there is any issue, we have these level 10 type meeting uh, from uh, EOS, Entrepreneurial Traction. Operating oh, yeah. System. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we have our meeting based on that. And also uh, there are calls that we have a really like bigger clients that they need, uh, we need to be there or there are issues that I need to be there. I join sometimes for the calls with clients as well. If necessary, usually our uh, team have a great ability to handle everything, but sometimes there are stuff that needs uh, for more attention from our side as well. So I try to be there. Amazing. Uh, Well, Mansoor, thank you so much for coming on Badger Nation. Uh, All of your links are in the description so people can go check you out uh, on LinkedIn at Incrementum Digital. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yes. And everyone else, I'll see you next week here in the PPC Den Podcast. Bye.